Sony releases two new super telephoto lenses, Father's Day savings on cameras and lenses, Edelcron releases a tripod head you can build yourself at home. All of this on episode 24 of the Liam Photography Podcast. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 24. So this week, Sony unveils a 200 to 600 millimeter f5.6 to 6.3 and a 600 millimeter f4 super telephoto lenses. Sony announced these two new major lenses for its full frame FE lens lineup. These are the first two Sony FE lenses that reach 600 millimeters paired with Sony's 1.4 times and 2 times teleconverters. These lenses can offer a reach of 840 and 1200 millimeters, respectively. With the introduction of these two new lenses, the Sony E mount lens stable now features 33 FE lenses and a total of 51 lenses altogether. The new Sony FE 200-600-56-63G OSS is designed for bird, wildlife, and sports photographers. When paired with any of the latest, fastest E-mount camera bodies, it will reliably track and accurately capture all types of moving subjects, from birds to wildlife to athletes in motion and much more, says Sony. Features of the lens include built-in optical stabilization with three modes, a new optical design that minimizes chronomatic aberration, an 11-blade circular aperture for beautiful bokeh, nano AR coating for reducing reflections, glare, and ghosting, direct drive SSM or DDSSM for fast, precise, quiet autofocus, an internal zoom mechanism, dust and moisture resistance, light zoom ring torque, Linear response manual focus in the focus ring for fine manual focus control, and three customizable focus hold buttons. The new Sony 600mm f4G lens is the world's lightest lens in its class, weighing just 6.71 pounds or 3.04 kilograms. The Canon EF600 F4 LIS3 weighs the same, while the Nikon AFS Nikkor 600mm F4E FL EDVR lens weighs in at 8.4 pounds. The 10th model from our flagship G Master, G Master series, the new 600mm F4, raises the bar for speed, mobility, and control in a super telephoto prime lens per Sony's deputy president, Neil Manowitz. Combining the extensive 600mm reach with features like 20 frame per second shooting and AF-AE calculations at 60 times per second on the A9 or extremely high-resolution, high-speed performance on the A7R3 allow professional photographers to create images that were simply not possible for them to capture before. Controls on the lens include customizable focus hold buttons in four different spots, which, by the way, can be programmed for other purposes, a full-frame D 
DMF to use manual focusing at any time with fine-tuning adjustments provided by the linear response manual focus, and a function ring with selectable preset and function settings. A drop-in filter slot in the lens allows for 40.5 millimeter filters to be used. Features of the 600mm Prime include built-in optical stabilization with three modes, two extreme dynamic linear motors for fast and precise autofocus and subject tracking, especially developed motion algorithms to minimize lag and instability, a large extreme spherical element that effectively suppresses all common telephoto lens aberrations, three fluorite elements that minimize chromatic aberration and color bleeding, an 11-blade circular aperture for beautiful bokeh, nano AR coating for reduced reflections, glare, and ghosting, and a balanced design for improved, improved operation. Pricing and availability, the Sony FE 200-600mm F5 6-6.3G OSS will hit store shelves in August 2019 with a price tag of around $2,000 or $1,995. The Sony FE 600mm F4G will also arrive in August 2019 at a hefty cost of $13,000. This is, however, a smaller price tag than the $14,000 that was previously rumored for this lens. So, of course, this 600mm F4 lens isn't for everybody. I know some of my listeners out there are thinking, well, who in God's name is going to spend $13,000 on a lens, even if it's a really awesome prime lens? Well, when it comes to any of these very large prime super telephoto lenses, those are designed specifically for your high-end sports shooters like the photographers that cover the Olympic Games, uh, NASCAR, NFL, stuff like that for major sports publications or TV networks, either one. So, of course, that lens isn't affordable for everybody, but that's not the idea. Canon has or Sony, I'm sorry, has now officially gotten into the market with their own 600mm Prime so that they can better compete with other companies such as Canon and Nikon, which have had 600mm Primes for a while now. So yes, at this price, this lens isn't for everybody, but there's definitely a small niche market of photographers that will be clamoring to get their hands on this lens when it releases in August of this year. Now, how would you like to upgrade your glass with rebates of up to $150 on some Sigma lenses? Sigma offers third-party lenses that mix high-end optics with prices that tend to sit below those of the other major manufacturers such as Canon, Nikon, and Sony. And Sigma's lenses just saw a temporary price drop. Now through June 17th for Sigma's Father's Day sale, you can get discounts of up to $150 on Prime and Zoom lenses and $100 off for the Mount Converter MC11. Six of Sigma's popular high-end art series lenses see three-figure discounts as part of the sale, including both Prime and Zoom models. Sigma lenses are also available for a wide variety of cameras with native mount options for Canon, EF, Nikon F, Panasonic and Leica L, Sony A, and Sony E mounts. 
the Sigma 35mm f1.4 DG HSM art lens, which ordinarily retails for $899, has a $125 rebate uh, as part of this sale. The very popular Sigma 50mm 1.4 DG HSM art lens is discounted by $100, bringing it to $849. The Sigma 85mm f1.4 DG HSM art lens, which makes stunning portraits, is now just $1,099 after a $100 rebate. As for art series zoom lenses, Sigma is discounting two APS-C models, the 18-35 f1.8 DC HSM Art for $699 and the 100 or the 50-100mm f1.8 DC HSM Art at $999. The bright constant aperture zooms combine excellent low-light performance with the flexibility of a zoom for full-frame cameras, however. The Sigma 24-70 f2.8 Art is $100 off, bringing the price down to $1,199. Now, if you would like to take part in this Father's Day sale, you can head on over to Sigma's website where you can view these lenses for yourself and see the discounts that are applied. And you can purchase them directly from Sigma USA website. I will put a link to their Father's Day sale in the show notes for those of you that want to take advantage of these discounted prices. Now, one thing that I will add, Sigma's art lenses are really fantastic lenses. I happen to own the uh, Sigma 12 to 24 HSM art lens, which is an F4 lens. And I have that as one of the lenses I use for my full-time job as a real estate photographer. I love the fact that I can get a 1200 millimeter lens, at least on its widest end, and it's f4, which for real estate photography is perfectly fine because we generally shoot at f8 so that we can get everything in the room and focus at the same time. Now, I do love this lens, and uh, it cost a pretty penny. It was like a $1,300 lens, but on the other hand, it's cheap compared to the Canon, Canon 11 to 24 millimeter L lens which runs, I believe, around $2,500, $2,600. Now, the only downside is, and I do take it with me, I have it in the car every time I go out to shoot real estate photography in case I need to go super wide. And generally, that happens when I'm shooting a property where the backyard is extremely short, which you do run into from time to time. Uh, shooting real estate photography, you'll have a house that sits close to the edge of the woods, or if it's in a subdivision, sometimes they'll have a small backyard and then a fence. And then, of course, the next row of houses on the next street over. And so the 12 millimeter allows me to go wide enough so that I can get the entire backside of the house in a single shot. That part is great. The downside is the Sigma 12 to 24 art lens is extremely heavy. And that's one of the reasons why. I'm glad that I've currently recently got the Rokinon RF mount 14mm f2.8 lens that I generally use as my all-the-time lens for real estate photography. It's not quite as wide as the Sigma 12 to 24, so it's two millimeters less, you know, less wide than the Sigma, but 
it's a much lighter lens. It's manual focus. It's a completely manual lens. So you have the weight reduction there. Plus, I don't have to use my EO, uh, EOS R's EF to RF adapter. So that reduces some weight as well, which is really nice. Now, the only downside is if you're familiar with the EOS R camera, uh, when you're manually focusing, there are two options you can enable in the menus of the camera. One is called focus peaking and the other one's called focus guides. Now, the focus guides are for when you want to use your lens in manual mode, but you want to be certain that you have absolutely tack sharp focus. What you do is as you adjust the focus ring, there'll be three triangles in the viewfinder in the EVF. It'll, they'll be in a triangle pattern, two above, one below. And when the triangles come together and light up green, you know you've got perfect focus. Now, a lot of people are confused with the EOS R because when they try a lens like my Rokinon 14 millimeters, which is a manual only lens, you can turn on the focus guides, but you won't get them. And that confuses some people. And one of the reasons for that is the lens has to have electronics so that the camera knows that the lens is in manual focus mode. So on a manual only lens, the focus guides don't show up, but that's where the focus peaking comes in. And the cool thing about focus peaking is it still allows you with a manual only lens with no electronics to know you've got everything in focus because when you use the focus peaking, it'll actually outline everything in your frame with either red, blue, or yellow colored outline. You can change the color as you want in the menu. I currently use the red uh, just because it sticks out a little bit more. So that part is really cool. So the Sigma 12 to 24 is a fantastic lens. It's one of the art model lenses from Sigma. It's very high quality, but like I said, it's also extremely heavy. So although I do take it with me when I shoot my real estate photography, I only use it when I absolutely need to just because of the extreme weight. And I just thought I would share that with my listeners since I was talking about the Sigma art lens sale for Father's Day. Now, the next Father's Day sale item I want to talk about is the GoPro Hero 7 action camera, which is getting a price cut on Amazon for Father's Day, which is coming up this Sunday. If you have an adventurous dad who likes to bike, hike, swim, surf, or ski, an action camera might be your best bet for a fun, functional Father's Day gift that he'll actually enjoy instead of getting him a cheesy or ugly-looking tie. <laughs> Uh, I know that happens to some dads. GoPro has long been a go-to among action camera aficionados, and the GoPro Hero 7 Black is by far the best model on the market, marrying rugged durability with premium photo and video performance. And right now, ahead of Father's Day, you can get yourself a GoPro Hero 7 Black on Amazon for just $329.00 which is a drop from their normal price of $400. Being Sunday, which this Sunday, which is Father's Day, is only a few days away, you want to act now before you disappoint Dad by settling on another set of socks or another ugly tie. The GoPro Hero series are the most advanced action cameras offered by the GoPro brand, and while the silver and white editions are excellent cams in their own right, the Hero 7 Black is the cream of the crop. A full range of features from stunningly smooth footage to housing-free waterproofing up to 33 feet place the GoPro Hero 7 Black in a class above 
and make this action camera a fantastic Father's Day find. Hypersmooth stabilization provides built-in gimbal-like support throughout the shakiest movements, as for instance, an eagle's aerial flight. A smartphone-like touchscreen makes navigation a snap, and the camera is also equipped with smart voice controls, which give you more freedom than ever to record videos or capture photos through an audio command. Simply say, GoPro, start recording, or GoPro, take a photo, and watch your father's face light up with excitement over this awesome new action camera. Photographer and videographer fathers are bound to embrace the GoPro Hero 7 Black's technical features. The 7 Black captures all the action with top-notch 4K 60 video and Superphoto augments 12 megapixel photos with HDR, tone mapping, and more. Slow things down with 8x slow-mo video or capture stabilized time-lapse videos with time warp then speed things back up to 30 times. Finally, the Hero 7 Black's live streaming will let your father share in the moment action through Facebook Live that's sure to be a lot cooler than the old memes and bad jokes he's been sharing with you before. And at $329, the 7 Black makes a great bargain and an awesome Father's Day find. Now, I can tell you, uh, I have several of the GoPro cameras. I've got the GoPro Hero 3, uh, 3 Plus, and I've got the Hero 5 Black and a Hero 7 Black, and they are all fantastic cameras. Um, if you remember in one of my previous episodes, I talked about the fact that DJI is now releasing their own action camera to directly compete with the GoPro, but I haven't gotten my hands on one of those yet. It does sell uh, generally for $50 cheaper than the Hero 7 Black on a reg you know, regular basis. It's not a sale price. It's the all-the-time price. And I've watched some videos and reviews on the DJI camera, and it does look like it's pretty cool. It does a lot of the same things that the Hero 7 Black does. But as I mentioned a moment ago, the Hero 7, the Hero cameras are like the creme de la creme of action cameras. And they're the ones that people are most frequently using not only for their own personal action videos, whether it's surfing or cycling or, or something like that, but the GoPro Hero cameras are also widely used by studios for both television and film. And the nice thing about them is, especially with the 7 Black, you have the built-in stabilization, which is just about as good as having the camera on a gimbal. So you get really smooth video footage even when you're shooting a movie or a TV show and you've got the camera mounted on the bumper of a car during a chase scene or something like that. So you can do a lot of really, really cool things with the GoPros. And like I said, they're not just being used by regular people every day. They're also being widely used by Hollywood in both film and TV production. Now, if you want to head over to Amazon and pick up the Hero 7 Black for your father for Father's Day, or possibly even your grandfather, maybe he's into that kind of stuff as well, I will share the link to the discounted price on Amazon. I'll include that in the show notes so that you can just click, go right to Amazon, and snatch it up for the discounted price before the sale ends. The next item I want to talk about is the Edelkron Ortec Flex Tilt Tripod Head. Now, some of you may or may not be aware of these Flex Tilt Tripod Heads. 
Um, I've actually got um, a fairly inexpensive one that works nicely that I bought on Amazon some time back. And I can't remember off the top of my head who the company was that made it. But basically, the flex tilt style tripod heads are a large, uh, generally they're a metal tripod head. And they're a fairly large square head. You can put them on the top of your tripod in place of your standard ball head or your pan and tilt head. And it gives you a, a tripod head that basically has like a scissor mechanism for raising and lowering the height of your camera on the tripod. And they're really cool because you have the flexibility of being able to raise and lower your camera um, for a decent amount, uh, a few inches. But the other cool thing about these kind of tripod heads is you can also use them um, in your studio to get a bird's eye view style shot where you can use this tripod head, you can extend it forward and actually have your camera pointing with the lens straight down at an object on a table or something like that. That's what I'm talking about when I say a bird's eye view. Now, to be honest, I had not previously heard of Edelkron and their flex tilt tripod heads. Like I said, I have a, one made by another company and it's a really cool head, but the one thing I don't like about it is the fact that in order to adjust the height or extend the head or move it this way or that way, I've got to use a hex key that came with the head to loosen and tighten the screws in the various joints so that once I get the head adjusted with my camera to where I want it, it's not gonna fall. So I have to, you know, the one I have, like I said, it was fairly inexpensive. I think I paid like 30 bucks for it or something like that. And it is an awesome head. I don't use it a whole lot, but it is a nice one. It's fairly hefty. And as long as you get the, the, the joint screws tightened down with the uh, provided hex key, um, you don't have to worry about your camera going anywhere. Now, the unique thing about the Edelkron Ortec Flex head is there are no screw adjustments that you have to make. They actually use a more unique hinge design that has a friction mechanism that they invented. So basically, you can extend this tripod head and you don't have to worry about locking the joints using a hex screw. Now, looking at the photographs, this head looks pretty cool. It's a really nice uh, bright colored, uh, the one in the image on the website, and I'll share the link in the show notes, is a bright yellow. Now, their, their head normally retails for $150. Now, what's really cool is Ortec, uh, for the Ortec Flex Tilt head, they are actually offering a way that you can save money using the or Ortec Flex Tilt head 3D kit. And it's the first product in a new series of products that this company is going to be releasing over time where you can purchase a CNC machined, you can buy CNC machined aluminum parts for $30 and then you can download the 3D model and print and put together this tripod head yourself at home, which is a pretty cool and unique idea. So instead of paying $150 to buy the pre-built flex tilt head, you can go on their website, you can pay $30 for the CNC machined aluminum parts that the head requires and then you can print the remainder of the parts on your 3D printer at home. Now that can be really cool, especially because um, in the last year or so, 3D printers have actually gotten fairly inexpensive for ones that you can buy and use in your home. 
There's some really nice models that you can get on Amazon for around $300. And the plastic filament material that you use to print objects isn't super expensive. You can get a good size spool of various colors of the filament for your printer also on Amazon. And a lot of them run about $20 a spool. Now, I don't know how many items you can print with a spool of filament, you know, for that $20. I guess it would depend on how large the objects are that you're making. My point is the thing that's really cool about this 3D printed kit to get one of these flex tilt heads is you're saving $120 because you're only buying the $30 machined aluminum parts. And while you're not going to save, you're not going to save um, $120 fully because you pay $30 for the CNC machine parts. And then, of course, if you already own a 3D printer or if you have access to one you could use at a local university, um, in some areas, not around here where I live, but in some areas, I've heard that sometimes public libraries will actually have 3D printers. So on the initial cost, you're, you're saving $120 because the aluminum parts are only $30 bucks versus $150 for, to buy the pre-manufactured tripod head. But you do have to take into consideration that you have to use uh, some plastic filament material. Like I said, it runs about $20 a spool. And so you're not going to get away with building the entire tripod head for that $30 cost, but you're still looking at probably spending less than 50 bucks altogether to actually buy the aluminum parts and then print the plastic parts yourself and then assemble it at home. Now, the other thing that the company talks about that is really cool about this is because you can print the plastic components at home, you can actually make the tripod head any color you want. Now, like I mentioned in the images on their website, the demonstration model is a bright yellow, and then it has black around the joints, and then it has a black Edelkron label on the side of it. But being you, if you want to build this tripod head yourself at home, you're not limited to just making yours yellow like the one they sell on their website. You could actually print it orange, black, green, yellow, whatever color filament you can buy. You can have that color be the final color for this really cool tripod head. Now, the other cool thing is if you go to their website, um, it has the link right on their homepage. It shows the Flex Tilt Head 3D, the tripod head. And then right next to it, it has a link you can click to buy the, the aluminum machined parts. And it's a box of parts that includes quite a few items. You have the pan and you have the pan dial, and then you have the metal shafts, and you have the aluminum plates that go on the side of the tripod head that have the Edelkron name and some other items in there. And like I said, you click on the link, add to cart for $29. And then you print the 3D model STL file. You can download that right from their website. And they even have a handy video where you can see for yourself just how easy it is to assemble this finished product. So I think it's a really cool idea. And from what I'm reading, Edelkron is actually planning to release more products in the future that consumers can build themselves at home and save quite a bit of money. So it's a really cool idea. If you have a 3D printer at home, you may want to give this a try. If you do, please leave a comment on this episode and let me know how you made out with it. Was it easy to accomplish? Was it difficult? Was it pretty easy to assemble? 
And once you did assemble it, does the um, the ability to uh, move and, and extend the tripod head and not having to lock it in place with screws, does it work as well on a manufactured at home version as the company says it does in the pre-manufactured version that they sell for $150? I would definitely be interested to hear about that. So if you do decide to print one of these for yourself because you're a photographer that has a 3D printer at home, please go ahead and leave a comment on this episode or you can post in the Facebook group and let me know how you made out with it. If you were able to successfully assemble this tripod head and you took it out in the field and tested it out and it works as well as the company says it does, I would absolutely love to hear about that. Now, the last item I wanted to talk about in this episode, and, and I don't believe it's a Father's Day sale, but I did want to share it with my listeners anyways. If you go to the Canon USA website and you're interested in picking up the EOS 6D Mark II full-frame DSLR, Canon currently has it marked down from $15.99 to $12.99 if you buy it from the Canon online store. Now, the pricing reflects that it is the camera body only, but this is a really good price for this camera, and it is a fantastic camera. I know you'll, you'll see videos and reviews on various uh, YouTube channels and photography blogs where a lot of people have poo-pooed it because it doesn't have the dynamic range of other cameras, yada, yada, yada. But the idea is the 6D Mark II is an entry-level full-frame camera, and that's how Canon markets it. Now, I do have a 6D Mark II. I had the original 6D, and I loved both cameras. And I did sell my original 6D when I upgraded to the Mark II model, uh, but I did love both cameras. And the only uh, thing right now is I was using the 6D Mark II as my primary camera for my real estate photography job. And I used it for quite a while until I picked up the EOS R. And now I primarily use the EOS R uh, just because the setup's a little bit lighter, not a lot, but it's a little bit lighter. And I like having the, the mirrorless full frame. Now, keep in mind that just like the EOS R, the 6D Mark II does only have one card slot, one SD card slot. So it's not, like I said, it's not a pro body. It's an entry level body. And that's another item that people poo poo this camera for. But one thing to keep in mind, if you're looking for a full-frame DSLR that's reasonably priced and at $1,300, you definitely can't complain about the price. The nice thing about the 6D Mark II is it does have the very angle screen. So if you're shooting videos of yourself, if you're vlogging and you're the only person, you don't have a separate person to be your camera operator, you can use the 6D Mark II just like you can the EOS R to do those kind of videos of yourself quite easily. You can literally hold the camera out in your hand and it has the very angle touch screen so you can flip that out and turn it around so you can make sure that you got your framing perfect. And another thing that's really great about the 6D Mark II is it does have the dual pixel autofocus system, which is fantastic. So basically, if you're somebody that is vlogging, the autofocus system in this camera will keep you focused in the frame. So you don't have to worry about that. It's not something else you got to worry about. You got to carry, you know, hold the camera at a specific distance the entire time you're shooting your video, which can get tiresome uh, because if you move your hand or arm either way, you're going to lose focus. You don't have to worry about that with this camera, which is one of the reasons why it is an extremely popular camera for vloggers. 
So, and the cool thing is, is you can be shooting yourself, whether you're holding it up or you just have it sitting on a desk or table. And then if you pick up an object that you want to show in your video, when you hold that object up in front of yourself, the camera will automatically lock onto that object and get autofocus lock on it. And then when you move it back out of the frame, it'll automatically reacquire autofocus on your face. And that is a game changer for people that do a lot of vlogging, especially, you know, if they're doing their own thing by themselves. And like I said, they don't have a dedicated camera operator. So I did want to share that with my listeners as the final item for this week's episode, because it is a fantastic camera. Like I said, don't listen to the poo-pooers and the naysayers. If you really want to move from an APS-C crop body camera into full frame without breaking the bank, now you've got two options for right about the same, well, exactly the same price, because while Canon has the EOS 6D Mark II on sale, you can get the 6D Mark II for $12.99, or you can get the EOS RP, which is an even more entry-level mirrorless full frame uh, camera system that Canon released a little while ago. And they're both $1,299. So for that price, you can go with either body. Uh, if you get the EOS RP, of course, you need the adapter so that you can use your existing EF and EFS glass on it, uh, which is great. Now, especially if you're coming over from a crop body and you have a lot of EFS lenses, then the EOS RP will probably be, be your better choice because you can use the EFS lenses on the RP with the EF to RF adapter, where you cannot use any of your EFS lenses on the 6D Mark II. And that's because of the difference on the rear flange. On the EFS lenses, the rear flange is longer. So even though the lens will mount on the 6D Mark II, when you go to take a picture, the shutter mirror assembly is going to hit the back of that lens and it's going to bust up the insides of your camera, which is not a good thing to do. So keep that in mind. If you do have a lot of EFS glass, you might be better off going with the RP for that $12.99 price point. But if most of your glass is EF or third-party EF compatible from Sigma or Tamron or somebody like that, then you could definitely go with the 6D Mark II. Uh, both cameras have a, right about the same sensor, um, so there's not a whole lot of difference in the image quality. So either one of them is going to do a fantastic job. They both have the same video capabilities as far as uh, being able to use for vlogging because they have the dual pixel autofocus system. So there is something else to think about. If you want to pick up the 6D Mark II, I'll have a link to the purchase section of Canon USA website where you can pick one up. If you want to get one of those as a gift for yourself for Father's Day or for your dad or granddad, if they're into photography, there's another possibility and another opportunity to save a couple of hundred dollars. All right, I am going to go ahead and wrap up episode 24 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all my listeners again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in iTunes and any place else you might be listening to this show, which does include Spotify and Stitcher. I will see you all again next week in episode 25.